0: You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live right across Australia from Hobart, Tasmania. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is and why we're here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Peter Watts joining us in the studio. Welcome, Peter.
1: It's good to be back, Jason. Thank you. Good to have you
0: back. Now, Peter, uh, you've been busy the last week, I know. You've been travelling around a bit. Tell us what you've been up to.
1: Yeah, so, uh, well, last uh, weekend I went up to uh, Stanley, and we spent, uh, my wife and I spent a couple of days up there, actually, and um, was speaking at Smithton. But uh, Stanley's a beautiful place, and I'm sure many of our, uh, listeners around Tasmania might have been there. Um, did you go up the nut again? I did go up the nut again. So you,
0: I can really truly say that you're really now genuinely a Tasmanian nutter.
1: Well, I was, uh, <laughs> I was saying my wife took a picture of us both with the nut in the background and I was saying my wife will probably show that picture and say, here's me with the nut and you have to explain which one it <laughs> which is. One. <laughs> but. um but no it's it's magnificent there it's a really uh, nice uh, obviously geographical landscape but uh, we also went on saturday night we went out there late and look um saw the penguins coming in yeah so that was terrific
0: i've, I've been there to see the penguins it, yeah. was, it was great
1: and uh right there and then actually uh, just as they we were, we were watching the penguins the moon was on the rise as well and uh it just uh, that was a really nice moonrise mm. as well so yeah we had a great time up north and um you know, walked on the beach and, and did all those things. And so yeah, it was just a very nice uh, weekend away. And even then yesterday, um, yesterday I had a meeting that happened to be on a boat. And so we were on the Derwent and um, we just uh, happened to have this pod of about 10 dolphins uh, come up to the side of the boat and, and swim with us. And that was just terrific to watch as well.
0: It's awesome. Today, Peter, is the twenty-second of the second twenty-two. There you go. How
1: about what that? a coincidence? Yeah,
0: just uh, noticed that yesterday. But it's not twenty-two twenty-two. No, that's It's only that's 20,
1: true. 22.
0: twenty twenty-two. But I left that out. It's 20, <laughs> yeah, you did <laughs> twenty-two of the t- the second two twenty-two. Uh, anyway, we're uh, not uh, worried about the uh, the Y two K bug again. Uh, no, we, not these days. <laughs> Um, Peter, you've been uh, starting a new series this year called The Apprenticeship. Mm. Do you want to just give us a quick review of where we've come from?
1: Yes, certainly. So The Apprenticeship is basically talking about the relationship between us and God in terms of discipleship. So it's becoming a disciple. That's a learner, a follower, uh, an apprentice, a trainee, a novice, if you like, someone who is learning from the master. And uh, so uh, God is inviting us into this apprenticeship. He's inviting us to become disciples, and in the first couple of uh, episodes, uh, we looked at why be an apprentice? Why would anybody want to be an apprentice of Jesus? Mm. And uh, we looked at God's love for human beings, and then we looked at uh, why we need God. What you, this this is not? It's not like an apprenticeship. Well, shall I take that one or shan't I? It's a matter of life and death, uh, essentially. Um, God is wanting us to learn not only about him, but about ourselves and about what life's all about. Mm. And so um, those are the, the the two sort of uh, episodes we've covered so far.
0: And so uh, what's our title for today?
1: Well, our title for today is Taking Responsibility. And uh, it's really all about the topic of repentance. That is to say... Um, being able to take responsibilities and say it's my fault, mm. I did it, uh, mía culpa.
0: acknowledge I am
1: responsible mm. for for this, and mm. we find that a little bit difficult. But we also find that it's spoken of quite a bit in uh, in the scriptures. And of course, um, the word repent is not a word you hear often in uh, common. You, you, society.
0: You, you hear it in a negative context that's in the, right. in the terms of the well, you, uh, the the street preacher who's condemning people to he, you know to hell and repent right. and yeah. otherwise you'll burn in hell yeah well <laughs> that's probably where you hear it often
1: yeah and and of course you know if you're talking about street preachers, I guess John the Baptist would be one of them. Mm. You know, John. Uh, when John began his ministry, because John was a forerunner to Jesus, so before Jesus began his ministry proper, John was out there preparing the way, as it were. Mm. And if you look at Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, it says, "...in those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, "'Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.'" And of course, you know Jesus, when he came in uh, verse fifteen, I think it is of mark chapter one, mark one fifteen uh well, we'll go one fourteen it says now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and saying, "The time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. repent and believe in the gospel, and so John. Jesus, and a little later on, Peter, later, we might yeah. look at him a, a little later as well. Yeah. He, he, he. This is after the cross, of course, and he has the same, uh, similar message, and uh, you can read about that in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, where Peter says to the crowd, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit.
0: So it's a bit of a common theme amongst uh It's a common creatures. theme, yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's uh, one of the first things they say, and then mm. this is, you know, John, Jesus, Peter, uh, pretty good examples, and uh, these, this is what they're saying. So what does that actually Yeah, I was going uh, to ask
0: that. What does it really mean? What, what does the word repent mean? What does it look like?
1: Yeah, so um, I guess repentance is something that we we feel within, uh, we, we are made aware of. And I think, you know, we, we had some chat, um, Jason, before we came on air and we were talking about the fact that the Holy Spirit is, is always at work trying to draw us, trying to influence us. And I think the Holy Spirit uh, draws us you know, towards God or at least makes us aware of the, there's a problem in my life, there's something missing in my life. Um, that there 's a brokenness in my life and and what do I do about that, and the holy spirit 's uh, role to, to draw us to to the fact that Jesus is the answer to that, and then, as we explore that as we explore who Jesus is and what have you when we we discover a little bit more about who he is, uh, that leads us to repentance and I think that uh, again it 's God who leads us to repentance, and repentance is it 's been described as. Uh, a sorrow for and a turning away from sin. Mm. Now, we mention it that way because uh, it's possible to be sorry for something, but for the wrong reasons. Uh, Can you think of perhaps any ways in which that might be the case? I
0: I think uh, many people might be sorry sorry that they... Got
1: caught. (laughs) exactly right. Rather (laughs) than sorry for the consequences of getting caught. That's Mm. right. Mm. So, uh, you know, if you steal a cookie from a jar and you get caught, you're sorry that you got caught, but you may not be sorry that you stole the cookie from the jar. Mm. And um, and repentance is something different. Repentance is understanding the nature of uh, the act that was wrong and repenting of that, rather than simply repenting of the consequences. You know, I remember, um, you know, when Shane Warne was playing cricket, there was a time uh, that I remember in the news story that um, he was, I think, fined for um, for gambling on a, a cricket match or something. And uh, he made a statement where he said, uh, my mistake was getting caught. And... You know, that's a sorrow for the circumstances, but it's not, um, what the Bible talks about in terms of repentance. Mm. And of course, really, you know, we, I think we talked about this in one of our previous, um, it might have been, have been last week when we were talking about why we need God, you know, um, and, the fact that sin separates us. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, your sins have separated you from God. And that's the real deal. That's the real issue because it's, it's that separation which ultimately ends up in death mm. you know, because God's the only source of life. When we're separated from the only source of life, death is a natural consequence of that. And so uh, th- this is why this is a big deal um, because sin separates us. And God wants us to understand the nature of that separation, not only on a purely, um, you know, I don't get to live forever basis, but on the relational level where God is our heavenly father, sin separates us from him, and then we feel that sense of loss of his presence in our lives, not just I broke a rule.
0: Mm. You know, it's interesting, Peter, that, um, you know, sometimes when we. Um, have uh you know challenges in in our life or you know we, we are challenged with our own behavior by somebody in particular I'm thinking of, of circumstances if uh, somebody's challenging us with our behavior mm. they don't like the way we uh, act or or something we can often dig our heels in mm. you know and and be very stubborn in saying well you know there's nothing wrong with what, what yeah. I'm doing and how I'm behaving and I'm entitled to have this. How
1: dare you challenge me? <laughs> yeah.
0: And I guess that's almost the opposite of repentance, isn't it? Mm. Because we're not acknowledging that we do have uh, issues that need attention and
1: you yeah. know, need to be addressed. I think, I think sometimes we we can be very good at examining other people's behaviour and particularly their flaws, mm. but we're not so uh, quick to examine ourselves. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um Peter I just want to share with our uh, listeners our show number today zero four double eight double eight that is our show number for Tessie encounters zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one you can use that to text us in we're going to have a free book offer. We actually have uh, two book offers every week uh, through this series we're going to be giving away the steps to Christ book, which is uh, the book that we're basing our discussion on. You can text in steps number one steps s t e p s number one, no spaces to and uh, claim your free copy of Steps to Christ we will get that out to you as soon as we can but also um, remember that you can catch up on our past episodes, you know, perhaps you're waiting for your book and you, you get your book in the mail and then you want to go back and listen to past episodes, remember you can do that on the website on faithfm.com.au or the mobile apps that you can get on your phone as well we've got a question for you right now do you find it difficult to repent and why do you think that is we'd love to hear from you text us in on that number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one our first song is rebel heart by lauren daigle
2: Lord, I offer up this rebel heart So stubbornness, so restless from the start I don't want to fight you anymore So take this rebel heart and make it yours Father, I no longer broken my resistance with your love and drowned it underneath the crimson spill so bend this apple heart into your will i give it all
0: Was Lauren Daigle "Rebel Heart"? We do have uh, rebellious hearts, don't we, Peter? And uh, I guess God's God's, uh, calling us to uh, cease that rebellion and uh, to repent. He wants to give us a
1: change of heart. Mm. That's the thing. It's we we need a a heart specialist and a heart transplant operation. And spiritually, that's what God does for us.
0: So we're talking with uh, Peter Watts this morning on and Encounters, and uh, our title is Taking Responsibility. We're really talking about repentance. And before the break, we asked a question of you. Do you find it difficult to repent? And why do you think that is? Uh, we actually had a response just come in a moment ago. Uh, Michael says... Uh, it was difficult for me to repent. It was due to the fallen nature of man. Now, uh, even with the fallen nature, I know in my mind that this the, of the sovereign nature of God. So, mm. yeah, absolutely. Our our fallen nature says we want to keep doing what we're doing.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, and like you said before about digging your heels in. You know, we nobody likes us to uh, be told they're wrong. Nobody mm. likes to. Um, what discover that they are wrong um, but but the reality of humanity is we, we we discover those things all the time. you know we make mistakes, but more than that, we sometimes make deliberate decisions that are wrong decisions, hmm. and uh, we 'll talk a little bit about pride. Um, perhaps as we we uh, talk about some of the other things. So if you've got the Bible talks about.
0: if you've got a, an answer to that uh, question we asked, do you find it difficult to repent, and why do you think that is? Uh, text us in. Thanks, Michael. And if uh, anyone else would like to text us in, zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, Peter, um, I guess there's a difference between regret and repentance, Mm -hmm. and we sort of touched on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, The Bible has lots of examples of this, so uh, why don't we have a look at some of those?
1: Yeah, so we we might just breeze through a few characters who had regret but not uh, repentance. So um, you know, you can think of uh, the story of Jacob and Esau. Uh, Esau, they were twins, Jacob and Esau. Mm. Uh, looks like they were non-identical twins. But uh, Esau was the firstborn, and uh, the, as the firstborn in uh, ancient society, he had the birthright. But he sold his birthright for a pot, uh, for a bowl of stew, essentially. Um, and I think he regretted that, but he didn't value the birthright. He didn't repent of that. And uh, that eventually, I mean, he, he, Jacob sort of conned him out of it as well. Mm. But that's another story. So,
0: Yeah, and, and my question there is that uh, do you think Jacob actually repented? Because what he did was wrong. Mm. You know, what he and his mother schemed to do was wrong.
1: Well, I think we do see uh, repentance in, in the life of uh, Jacob. That, that's mm. a whole another story. Mm. I mean, the fact is that Jacob was a con man. But then he moved in with his uncle, and he was con. And then he was gone he, yeah. he, he gets to feel what that was like for mm. 20 years. Mm. Um, but yeah, Esau, uh, I think he regretted selling the, the birthright, but he didn't repent of it. Now, there is a difference, and we mentioned uh, a little bit about that before. Um, that There's people like Balaam. Balaam uh, heard the voice of God. He was a prophet of God. Um, But he then chose to do the wrong thing, and I think he regretted it but not repented of it. Mm. Um,
0: You've got uh, Pharaoh in the Old Testament with Egypt where uh, eventually he let the people go. He's
1: an interesting character because, uh, you know, ten plagues ultimately fall on Egypt, and uh, after each one he says, yes, yes, I'll do it, but then you can tell that he doesn't mean it Mm. because he reverses his decision and goes back to his old ways once... The plague has passed. Um, but I think one of the, uh, I guess, best examples of someone who did something very wrong, uh, but then who repented genuinely is, is King David. And we'll set the this, uh, this, uh, story. He He's the king of Israel, and um, he uh, has sort of been well established now in Jerusalem. And um, he's in his palace, and he's looking out over the city from his palace, which is high up. On the hill of the city of David, I've actually been up there, uh, in the archaeological ruins that there are there today. But David is there and he's looking down and he sees this woman bathing and of, uh, and he lusts after her and he inquires after her and he has her brought to the palace and he lies with her and her name is, um, Bathsheba. Mm. And she is the wife of somebody. She's, uh, the wife of Uriah. David himself was married, of course. And so David here is committing adultery. He sees this woman. He acts upon that. Uh, It's interesting because it says at the beginning of uh, the passage that it was the time, it was the springtime, and it was the time that kings go out to war. But David is not.
0: He was at home.
1: His army is out there on the battlefield, Mm. but he's at home uh, twiddling his thumbs. He's sort of daydreaming. He's uh, wondering what to do with him. He has a lot of leisure time. And he sees Bathsheba. And uh, he, he lusts after her, lies with her. She becomes pregnant. Her husband, Uriah, who's one of David's men, David says, what am I going to do about this? And he ends up putting him on the front line and, and he gets killed. Mm. And mm. Uh, David thinks, fine, that's over with. I'm going to marry Bathsheba, have her as wife and so forth. Of course, God has a prophet, Nathan, who comes to David and identifies the fact that David is guilty not only of uh, lusting after this woman and, and causing her to be pregnant but also of then killing off her husband.
0: I love the way uh, he he told that story about uh, uh, the farmer and the sheep was it and mm. and David uh, acknowledged or he was he was outraged at uh, at what the story yeah. was, was saying and but he didn't recognize until uh nathan said to him you know this story is about you
1: that's right yeah. and then
0: he recognized his his uh, situation
1: and what we have in, incredibly in scripture in uh, psalm 51 is you have the repentance psalm of david mm. after he had sinned with Bathsheba, and uh i'm going we're gonna read some of that maybe you can read um the first three verses i think jason would be helpful have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness,
0: according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my, transgress- my transgressions, and my sin is always before you.
1: Uh, yes, before so, he, yeah, he says, um, this, that, one of the things that strikes me in this uh, passage is I acknowledge... My transgressions. This is an admission. This is coming to terms with the fact that, yes, I've sinned and this is why, um, we, you know, we need, um, God. And I think, I think before we were talking about the fact that sin separates us from God, I think that David really understood the wrongness of his actions, but his greatest fear was separation from God. Mm. His greatest fear was losing that relationship with God. Um, We can see a little bit more uh, about this that um, maybe you can read the next three verses. Uh, Against you, you only, have I
0: sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge.
1: Let's maybe, maybe pause just on that verse yeah. alone because it's, he says against you, you only have I sinned. It's really is interesting, really isn't it? Very yeah. interesting mm. um, idea because uh, what about Bathsheba? What, what about, about Uriah? Uriah? Yeah. What about the, 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 the nation of Israel mm. that he's supposed to be leading mm. and he's failed them um, and but he's saying you only. I mean, I th- and I think really the emphasis here is is that's the priority for David. Yeah. Uh, he's saying, if I hadn't transgressed God's law, if I hadn't sinned against God, then I wouldn't have sinned against anybody else.
0: Mm. And, of course, as the king, you know, he might have thought that he could do anything he wanted. You know, like kings in those days could execute people. They could... Uh uh, have many wives. There wasn't um, a lot of judgment against kings. You didn't question yes, the king. Right. Absolute so authority. he could have, uh, you know, justified his actions. But it, it's it's beautiful here. I think that he says, "I've sinned against God alone." Um,
1: which, I'm going to read yeah. out verse seven of fifty-one. I want you to read about verse um, uh, ten and eleven. Yeah, uh, well, ten to twelve actually. Uh, but seven says, "Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean." Hyssop was like a a, a, a branch. Um, that you know they would use to cleanse. I guess I'll, I'll yeah. talk about that later. But uh, I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. He had confidence that God was able to wash him clean. Mm. And if you could read ten through twelve, and we'll just mention that before we go to our next. I love break. these
0: verses. Uh, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your holy spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit.
1: See what what to me strikes me in these pa- passages is that Jesus, uh, sorry, uh, David, really values his connection to God, mm. and he has seen in his transgression how he has damaged that relationship, how he has uh, hurt God's feelings, if you like, because he's one of his children. And he's made this uh, horrific error, um, and he's really feeling that um, depletion of the relationship. And he, he wants—that's—that's that's what he craves the most. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Uh, I want to be restored. Create in me a clean heart. And that—that uh, that to me is the um, the influence or the the results of genuine repentance. Mm.
0: We're going to go to a break. This is Josh Cunningham with Saving Grace. And our free book offer today is At Jesus Feet. We'll give you more information about that after the break.
3: If you find it in your heart, can I be forgiven? Guess I owe you some kind of apology. I've escaped that so many times I know I'm only living By the saving grace that's over me By this time I'd have thought I would be sleeping pine box for all eternity. Yeah. Well, my faith keeps me alive, but i still be weeping. But for the saving grace that's over me. The death of life, then comes the resurrection Wherever I am welcome is where I'll be I put all my confidence in Him My soul protection Is the saving grace that's over me Shining light, it can be most blinding to search for love. It ain't no more than vanity. And as I look around this world, all that I'm finding is the saving grace that's over me. No, no peace. You just can't fake it. There's only one road, and it leads to Calvary. It gets discouraging at times, but I know I'll make it by the saving grace that's over me.
1: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World
0: Radio. You're listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM. And this morning we are talking with Peter Watts on his series, The Apprenticeship. And we're looking at the topic of taking responsibility. And we've just been reading Psalm 51 where David really pours out his heart to God in this prayer and uh he recognized his sin and he took responsibility for it and mm. uh got a little bit more to say about Psalm 54 for, for, uh, sorry for Psalm 51 before we move on <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so yes i mean i would encourage anybody um to take a, a look at the whole psalm and read it through uh, themselves and uh i think there's so much good material in there but um yeah, that maybe verse 17 I'd like to pick out as well. We've read some verses already, um, mm. but read verse 17 through us, uh, Jason. I think you've got a different translation there. Yeah, the, there the New Living helpful.
0: Translation uh, makes this really clear. Uh, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Mm. And uh, I guess just before that he was talking about that you don't desire a
1: sacrifice. What
0: he What he wants is actually our hearts to change.
1: Well, I think, yeah, and if you go back to the Old Testament, uh, all those sacrifices pointed to Christ and his mm. sacrifice, of course. And I think for, for many people could go through the ritual, there's mm. my sacrifice
0: and, no and not
1: have the heart yeah. change. Yeah. And that was really the important part, mm. is that you know it should touch us. When, when an innocent dies because of something that I have done, and that's what was happening with those sacrifices, even though they were animals... That was an innocent creature in regards to your sin. Hmm. And so, if an innocent is dying because of what you have done, that should touch a chord in your heart. That should um, make you feel something. And, uh, you know, it was possible, of course, to go through that ritual without having that happen. And uh, this is why um, I think that was uh, important to, to note. Um, I want to turn to a, a passage in. Um, Romans two four.
0: And I guess I guess in a way this is asking, well, how does repentance ha- happen? In a way, doesn't it? Yeah. That, we well, that's like,
1: right. It's hmm. like, how do I get repentance? Yeah. And I think we've mentioned before that the Holy Spirit will draw us. Uh, a, it will convict us of the fact that there's something wrong. There's something missing in my life. There's something broken. Um, and and we can be drawn to God in that way. But then we understand what God has actually done for us in the past. In the current, in the present, and what He will do for us in the future, and when we understand that, when we understand the goodness of God, um, it's uh, it it talks about it here in in, um, Romans, where Paul writes. He says, "Do you despise the riches of um," where am I? (laughs) Here we go. Or do you despise the the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance?" Mm. The point is, when we understand more about uh, who God is and what he's doing for us um, and and the enormous sacrifice that he's made in order to bring us back into harmony with him. That's the goodness of God, and that leads us to repentance. It's it's
0: actually not our own act. It's actually an act of God that leads us into that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is the thing. It's it's very fascinating because God provides all the power Mm. and God provides all the opportunity, but we... Always have the choice. Mm. And that is the, the big thing that God will not take from us. Mm. Uh, he wants us to choose because if we, God has chosen to love us, we must choose to love him and, and uh, he can't choose that for him, for us rather. And so I think that's an important aspect. But it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. The more, this is why God wants us to pray to him. It's why he wants us to read from the scriptures, to learn more about his acts on behalf of humanity and to learn about the goodness of God and what he has done. Mm. Um, so I think that's important. There's an interesting contrast in a story we find in Luke 18 um, in the gospels. In Luke 18, we have a story where Jesus is actually telling this story. And uh, I have a little uh, heading in my Bible. It says the Pharisee and the tax collector. And Jesus tells the story of two people who go up to the temple to pray and their attitudes are quite different, and uh, it sort of helps to i guess um, magnify this this importance of repentance so uh, maybe you'd like to read would you like to read all of it yeah, maybe you can fine. read it's it's luke eighteen nine to
0: fourteen yep let's read it. Um, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, sure. and uh, if there's any uh, discrepancies, you can point them out in yeah. uh, your version, Peter. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God because those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted.
1: Thank you very much, Jason. I think there was one word in there that I thought was very helpful um, and probably more than one, but where it says this despised tax collector. And I think we need to explain that because uh, we have tax collectors today, uh, but they're, they're not probably regarded in the same way or maybe they are but um, back in those days, uh, a tax collector was usually uh, a Jew who was working for the Romans to collect taxes on behalf of the Romans. And that's why they were despised, because not only were they collecting money for the Romans, they were saw, seen as a traitor, basically. Mm. And so um, here you have a Pharisee who is a teacher of religion mm. uh, in the Jewish faith.
0: He would have been considered a, a good, important a person. of the
1: community, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, one yeah. of the highly respected members of the community at that time but he had an issue didn't he he really did and a lot of them did I mean Jesus it's in fact Jesus uh, reserved his most vehement criticisms for the religious elite uh, of his day that that's who he really um, got stuck into mm. because they were the ones who were supposed to be representing God mm. and uh, you know like so many Christians I guess and so many believers through the ages we have poorly Represented who God is mm. and um, so here in mine it says uh, they trusted in themselves that they were righteous and and it's that last line I guess about exaltation and, and humility mm. that is the important issue here
0: so, so the uh, the sinful tax collector acknowledged his sin mm. and uh, he was humble, and yet the uh, the self-righteous uh, Pharisee was, um, he was full of pride.
1: Mm. and this yeah and i think this is a very um central part of the issue of repentance when we say mm. that we we don't hear the word repent a lot today because it's not a word we want to hear mm. you know I, I don't want to hear repent i want pat on the back i want uh keep doing as you please i want you know you you're the one who directs your own path um whereas uh, repent is uh, a very abrupt uh, word that tells me there's something wrong, mm. and there's someone I am accountable to, and we just don't really like that. I, I don't want to be well, accountable to anybody. I like being the captain of my own ship.
0: We don't like being accountable, and we don't like acknowledging our flaws. And mm. I think uh, I think that's uh, the issue. And it does uh, remind me of a verse in Ezekiel that says, uh, and and we also we all know that uh, Sodom and Gomorrah they were destroyed for their uh, Sexual immorality. sexual immorality that's mentioned many times, but there's this verse that I, th- I thought was beautiful as well that uh, that points out other sins of Sodom. It says Sodom's sins were, this is Ezekiel 16 verse 49, mm. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony and laziness while the poor and needy suffered outside a door. So whilst the sexual immorality was clearly uh, a big issue, but pride is that the first, it's the first sin one mentioned here? Absolutely, and uh, you know, perhaps um, even in the fall of uh, Lucifer, pride was
1: Without one of the key doubt.
0: issues there as well.
1: I think I think that's probably the number one factor in in because at the end of the day, and I've said this before, Jason, that. When the, when the day of reckoning comes and all is said and done, I think there'll be more people lost, not because of the specific sins that they've committed, whether it's adultery or theft or murder or mm. whatever it may be. I think it's going to be that they were brought to a place of conviction. They recognized that they were, in fact, a sinner, but pride would not allow them to repent. And I think that that and that's I think that's where a lot of people are going to end up um, in that lost situation, not because of the sins they've um, committed, but rather because they won't allow the solution to come their way. Mm, absolutely,
0: we're going to go to break, Peter. But uh, before we do, the book offer today is called "At Jesus' Fe- Feet," and it's by Doug Batchelor. Uh, this imaginative yet biblical retelling of Mary's experience. Clarifies several significant biblical teachings. And uh, you can discover a fresh picture of a gentle, loving Saviour who, without condemning or condoning our past, offers us a new f- future as we, like Mary, linger at Jesus' feet. Um, it's uh, a really a beautiful l- illustration of God's uh, mercy and graciousness as Mary came. You know, she knew that she had uh, a difficult past and. Uh, Uh, problems in her past so uh, we need to acknowledge that and go to Jesus feet so uh, that's our book offer today Uh, please do text us in after the break and uh, just uh, while we've been talking we had somebody, a new person text in, we don't know the name of the person yet but they say I love Faith FM because to hear the word of God constantly is what we all need I can say amen to that Mm, it it reminds us uh, of the fact that we need God Uh, It's so refreshing and awesome, as is our almighty God. So thank you for giving us that feedback. Thank you for texting in. Uh, Perhaps we'll uh, hear from you later and we'll find out your name. So it's it's great to have our listeners interacting with us. Here is Laura's Story with the song titled Grace. Mm
2: so proud, my mind is so unfocused, I see the things you do through me as great things I have done, and now you did, they break me, and lovingly I ask you how many times in the past. Price that I could never pay was paid at Calvary. Grace.
0: You're listening to Tess Encounters on Faith FM and uh, we've been talking about repentance with the title of Taking responsibility. Now before the break we mentioned our book offer today. At Jesus Feet, you can get a copy of that by texting in steps number three. So S T E P S and the number three no spaces. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and we can get a copy sent out to you. Now Peter, just to finish off, what are some practical things that we can take away with us to help us with this uh, Concept and this this uh, idea of repentance.
1: Yeah, I think first and foremost is um, connect with God on a on a daily basis, on a regular basis. Pray to God, read the Word. It'll help us to get to know God better. It'll help us to know what His character is like. And as we do that, we see our own character uh, reflected in that, and we say, okay, this is you know when we're looking unto Jesus, the Author and Finisher of our faith we see that is the pattern of what humanity should be in character. And we see how far we've fallen away from that. And so I think um, praying, reading the Bible, go to God in genuine um, prayer of repentance, asking God to forgive you your sins, um, name them specifically. Sometimes I've talked to people about uh, taking a blank sheet of paper and doing this privately, speaking to God in prayer, and then uh, writing on the sheet, Dear Lord, please forgive me for all of my sins, which include. And then list the specific sins. Now, you're not going to be able to remember every sin that you've ever committed. But if you know you've lied, you can say, Lord, forgive me for lying. Uh, if you know you've taken something, or you know you, theft, whatever it may be, you can list the general categories of sin, and uh, and, and and list them down, and then say, Lord, please take these away. Uh, I claim the blood of the cross, the blood of Jesus shed on the cross for sinners such as I, and uh, and then um, roll that uh, sheet of paper up, take it out and burn it, and uh, and then thank God for His forgiveness, because I think. The more genuine our repentance is, the more genuine our walk with Christ will be.
0: Sometimes when we've sinned, we actually want to go away from God. We want to mm. walk away because we feel, we feel unworthy guilty. to go back to him. So yeah. tell tell me, how, how do we uh, approach God when we feel so um, guilty?
1: <laughs> well, again, I would be reading the Gospels because Jesus came to save sinners. If we're not a sinner, then he didn't come to save us. Mm. You know, Jesus came to save sinners, of whom I am chief, Paul says. You know, Paul was one of the most uh fervent Christians of his time, and yet he recognized his own sinfulness in the sight of of God. And so we come to Jesus because he's so, you know, so forgiving, and so he died on the cross. We look at the cross, and here is the perfect saviour. He didn't have to do this, but he chose to do it. Because he has such great love for humanity, he provided a, a sacrifice for us in order that he would pay the price for the sins that i 've committed, uh, and we that draws me to 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 God that knowing that he has mercy and forgiveness await, awaiting for me um, that draws me to him so uh, that 's what I would recommend is uh you know searching our hearts and asking God. You know, what is it in me that that needs to be repented of? And and that will come.
0: I think that that, uh, we talked about pride in the last section that uh, I guess that's if we have this uh, issue with pride. I mean I think most of us know when we've got some issues sure but uh we find it difficult but that that prayer that um David wrote uh, search me o god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts point out an- anything in me that offends you mm. and lead me along the path of everlasting life I think that's a prayer to pray isn't it if Absolutely. if we struggle with pride yeah that's a prayer to play. you're yeah, asking god you know to point out in us
1: if god is our loving father that yeah. that's the point he has that relationship with us he wants for us to be in relationship we should be able to go to God with anything and mm. we can go to God with anything the problem is with us not with God God is not hard of hearing God is not not wanting to hear from us he wants us to come to him in prayer and you know some people might be thinking well you know I'll wait for you know the last uh you know few days of earth's history and then I'll repent then I'll turn back to God I'll mm. leave salvation on the shelf until then (coughs) but that that just doesn't work
0: no because our hearts will be conditioned not not to do that
1: like Mm. pharaoh we will continually be hardening our hearts and Mm. at the end of the day the decisions i make today create the person i'll be tomorrow Mm. this is why the bible says behold today is the day of salvation now is the time of salvation today if you hear your voice or hear his voice do not harden your heart Mm. and so uh, i would just appeal to people if there are things between them and God that are standing there between their, Him and God, uh, then please you know give that to God and repent mm.
0: well, it's such an important topic in uh, in our walk with Christ mm. this uh, topic of repentance. Peter, what have you got for us next week?
1: So next week we are simply going to be talking about the topic of confession. And people might be saying, well, hang on, isn't that the same of what we're talking about today? Well, we're going to discuss the difference between repentance and confession and why confession is important mm. next week.
0: Okay. And uh, you've been traveling around uh, last weekend. What are you up to this weekend?
1: So this weekend uh, at 11 o'clock Saturday morning, I will be at the Glenorchy 7th Avenue Church And my topic will be two minutes to midnight.
0: Okay. Now tomorrow we've got Tabitha and Daniel Mateo. They'll be uh, continuing the new series, Drawing from the Well. And he's going to be talking about when should we interact with the Bible. It's a really uh, good um, uh, series that he's doing, which is really helping you to learn how to study the Bible, how to extract meaning from the Bible, and how to understand it. So tomorrow with Tabitha when should we interact with the Bible that's a a good question to get an answer to well we hope that you enjoy your day wherever you are we hope you've been blessed by today's topic and uh, we hope that you can join us again next week with Peter Watts on The Apprenticeship thank you Peter We're, we're going to go out now with this song it's called The Sound That Saved Us All by Anthony Skinner
4: For
1: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.